What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 130 of the Workprint Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. And Happy New Year! It's our first uh, episode of the new year, Woo! and it's the first episode in, uh, well, in a while that we've done. We took a little bit of a hiatus there for the holidays, uh, kind of just to reset, regroup. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> well. My uh, wife asked me, she's like, don't record the podcast anymore? And I was like, I was like, when was the last time I played a video game? And then she like nodded her head. She's like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah, it was also, I, I mean, not for nothing. The tail end of the year, there's not a ton of news coming out, right? Yeah. Um, and most of the news that does come out is bad news, right? Because they're trying to bury it in the holiday madness and stuff like that. So I just feel like it got a little bit slow. So it was one of those things where I wasn't pressing for us to be like, hey, we have to do this. Like, we have to do this. We have to do this. Um, honestly, the thing I wanted to talk about the most that we didn't get to talk about was our trip to PAX Unplugged. But I think we're going to sit down and actually have a conversation about that. Uh, it was great to see you and the family. Yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah. a good time. I wish we could have spent more time together on Sunday, mm-hmm. but it's hard with all the kids there and stuff like that to kind of just like wrangle everybody together. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's at, talk at, about least, the... at least we no, had Worminators. We had Worminators. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. All right, real quick. Worminators. Uh my brother bought a copy there, right? Because there's not, they weren't selling it online. He couldn't find it anywhere online. It was only at the convention. And Christmas Day, I opened up a copy of Worminators. He had bought it for me as my Christmas present. And so we played some of that during the holiday uh, break when I had a whole bunch of family here and stuff like that. I love me some Worminators. It's fun All right. Time. No more 2023. This must be something different. You see, in, Google Warminators or some kind of pill comes up. We're, yeah. we're, in, we're, in, we're in 2024, out with the old, in with yeah. the new. So, of course, we are going to talk exclusively uh, about last year <laughs> and last year's games. This is our personal top five games of 2023 episode. Uh, we are not making the claim that these were the best games of 2023. Uh, some of these games might not have been released in 2023, but they are our games of 2023 it's one of those things where uh, in the past we had done a top 10 list right below yeah where we sat there we had a bunch of people we argued about what the 10 best games were when we had the time to play more than 10 games <laughs> yeah uh, yeah Facts. no and it's it's one of those things where i i mean i still play a, a ton of games but it was just it's with the kind of schedules we have with some of the life events that we've had it's just, it's impossible to play every big game release that's out there unless this is what you do for a living, right? And so uh, I just wanted to focus on what our personal top fives of the year were, talk about that. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and just go into what we've been doing lately and how we've been. Like I said, it's been a while. Uh, let's start with you, Kev. How have you been and what have you been playing lately? Um, I have been in... <laughs> in like pack opening like tartarus like it's been weird i started a new uh uh playlist on my channel where i just open packs and just see like you know the value that you get and i'm going like all kinds of tcgs i'm going the big three i'm doing one piece i'm doing universe it's lorcana um what pack is this uh shuttleverse you know just like everything right and man opening packs is horrible in 2024 like it's just everything is one cent. You're hoping that your that your hollow is magical, and um, it's just it, it kind of comes out as just like really funny when the uh, uh, 
uh, pack is when the video is actually made. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, see, it's just, it's just. I, I, do you guys ever like open packs when you're not opening boxes? Uh, no, eh, rarely. There have been well, times. At least I win them. Well, <laughs> right, I will yeah. say there have been times where I have been on my way home after like a long day and was like, I don't have anything to open at home and I, I have that itch to open up a pack. So I will occasionally randomly just buy one pack, hope for some one pack magic. Um, right. But yeah, no, normally it's, just yeah, I'm opening lever on the, the, uh... the boxes. Yeah. I wish I could uh, find the pack of one piece to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that was the set I the set that uh that Walter didn't have at the store, so I was like, oh well, you know. Um but aside from my new addiction, uh I've been playing a lot of Tarkov, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll mm-hmm. talk about in a little bit, so I'm not gonna get too much into that, but that's the old addiction? Uh the old addiction coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was it's, it's, Cap, you're allowed to have more than one addiction. It's fine. You know, I have um, a million addictions. I am an addict. Yeah. But uh, absolutely loving that. Um, this this new wipe has just been everyone said everyone. You know, Tarkov is one of those communities where it's just like one of the most negative places you'll ever be in your entire life. Mm-hmm. And when so the everyone said yes, like mm-hmm. like every game, but mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like and then when everyone says like, oh, my gosh, this game feels so good right now, like. You're like, yeah, you know that they're doing something right. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's um, right. When 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 people, they don't even have to say, everybody doesn't even have to say, oh, this game feels so good right now. But just the complaints die down, right? Right, yeah. And so that's how <laughs> you know silent. that they've hit it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from that, my niece has been doing fantastic in school. So mm-hmm. we've had more time to play co-op games. I uh, just built her her uh pc a couple months mm-hmm. ago uh so we've been getting into genshin impact and uh that's been a really good time so yeah i think uh, genshin impact's awesome uh, they, if, if i had the re- time no go ahead i was gonna say have they revamped like the intro to that game at all with all the content uh changes over the years uh, uh i wouldn't know only because they uh they locked the co-op content after like level 16 or something so you know, she went through that process on her own. Hey, Kev, Asa in the chat wants to know if your niece, if you've gotten your niece into any TCGs yet. Man, uh, I need to get her into universes and Lorcana. Lorcana, mm-hmm. just because I think it'd be easier for her to right learn it. Universes, I think, because she's smart enough to grasp it. Um, yeah. And I feel like Lorcana is everywhere now, too. So you can just like mm-hmm. easily find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, but like. And well, she really loves like anime more than Disney, so that's gotcha. the reason like I'd go the other way. But um, yeah, just uh, she comes over on the weekends, and we just oh my gosh, we we have so many other things we're doing. I got this chemistry set from um, I forget what the company's called, but you know they have those like monthly kits they send you where they have like chemistry projects or whatever. And mm-hmm. we set some stuff on fire the other week. It was awesome, <laughs> nice. Um, so eventually, yeah, we're gonna get her into something, but I don't know when. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, Kevin Bilal, you were asking about Genshin Impact and revamping the opening. Uh, I don't think they have, but I also don't think they it necessarily needs a revamp, right? I mean, most of the new content is just new areas and new zones. And I think when you get into those new areas and new zones, there's like a little bit of a tutorial when things are different. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, she's in love with all those like characters and the cutesy vibes anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the more yeah, no. the more cutesy stuff you give her, she's fine. So like, I think a lot of players in Genshin are like that. I think for a free to play game, though, that game is fantastic. Like, I think it gives you so much content. I mean, it definitely has its 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 hooks and is trying to get you to spend money. Uh, but what you can, if you can have some self discipline, yeah, um, especially you after can you hit definitely. Yeah, you can yeah. definitely uh, you can definitely get a lot out of it though, right? Um, without spending any money. Yeah. But uh, what about you, Bilal? What have you been up to? What have you been playing lately? A lot of board games. Um, we yeah, find out we got a lot of time with the family. Um, you know, at PAX, we stopped by the Ravensburger booth on the last day, like pretty much right after he left, and we demoed. Ro- every- Robins. Robinsburger. Rob- is, is it really Robinsburger? Yeah, yeah. The German, place that makes sense. Yeah, oh, yeah the yeah. the Ravensburger. Where where was where it was founded was Ravensburg, uh, Germany, oh. and so I found this out. At, I had been calling it Ravensburger forever, and then. I said Ravensburger like three times to um, the, you know, one of the co-creators of Lorcana when I spoke with him at Gen Con. And he then at some point mentioned and, and, and said Ravensburger. Uh, and then I was like, and right there I stopped. I was like, oh, so that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like, it's fine. Everybody pronounces it wrong, but this is the, you know, where it was founded and blah, blah, blah. And so, but yes, it is Robinsburger. Robinsburger. You should have been like, well, in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean, that dude, that dude was American. He's very American. Well, and so, we we have a city named Houston that's in Texas. But if you see that same spelling in New York, it's Houston. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's how the English language works. Yeah. Um, no. Uh. So we went we went to their booth on that final day, and mm-hmm. we were there because I wanted to try out horrified Greek monsters, and. We decided there's someone demoing it already. We went and we're like, oh, they have Pinata Blast. We'll just demo that. It's, it seems quick. We're like, okay, this game's awesome. You just roll die, pick up candy, and play cards, and then total the points at the end. It's like a quick. I, I call it the setup game, where like somebody is setting up the complicated game, and then everyone else just plays Pinata Blast. Uh, yeah, right. And and it just gets everyone in the mood, and everyone it gets the energy flowing for the night. Um, so we're like, okay, we weren't planning on buying this, but we're gonna buy this sat down with horrified Greek monsters. I was like, this is totally like a me game. It's complicated systems, a n- nice elaborate like gameplay. Wife ended up loving it as well. And she's like, let's buy this. Uh, there's Mycelia <laughs> off to the side. Um, we're like, eh, like, there's a big group demoing it right now. Let's just buy these two. Go to buy them. And they got us like Lorcana like promo cards. And I was like, oh. Uh, he's like, oh yeah, you get if you spend a little bit more, you get Rapunzel. I was like, well, if we go demo Mycelia and come back, will he give us the Rapunzel? And he's like, yeah, sure. And so we went and we ended up playing Mycelia, loved it, ended up buying it, uh, and he ended up giving us all three promos. Again. Nice. <laughs> uh, so I just ended up with like five promos for Lorcana, and like so it's been that. It's been Bank Heist, which is like a social deception game. It's been uh, one of the employees at Ravensburger, uh, also recommended us Sherlock, not Sherlock Holmes, uh, Scotland Yard, which is like one of their older games. I think it was Milton Bradley. And then uh, uh, then they picked it up sometimes in the 80s. Uh, but it's like there's five detectives and one player is Mr. X and you move around like the map of London, either using a taxi, a bus or uh, the underground, the subway. And you have to, the, on- the detectives only know what mode of transportation you take. They don't know 
of where on the map you are, um, except for like three rounds where you pop up and are visible. So like they start moving their way towards you. Um, it was so much fun. Um, I got to play as Mr. X. Uh, my uh, my family and friends were, uh, played as the detectives. And it was just like, you, you hear them deliberating. You know where you are. And there was, a, there was a point where they all surrounded me and I just kept going around in a circle and they were so confused and I like, escaped right through the cracks. Um, That's awesome. Uh, it's, it, yeah, it, it's just been a lot of that and a lot of reading books. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it was a good break. I got a nice re refresher um, uh, over the holiday break and uh, hoping this year I find some time for video games. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually found some time for video games. When the holiday break first started, I had family come and visit. We had family in the house from like the 23rd until the 1st. And so uh, there was a lot of board games being played. But what also got played was some Let's Sing 2024. So we did a little mm. karaoke late at night. Um, the kids played a little bit, but it was mostly the adults <laughs> uh, while we were wrapping last minute gifts and stuff like that. And that led me to go and then break out Rock Band 4 because I own it. It uh, turns out that I actually purchased a decent amount of songs in that game. And my instruments are all from the 360 era. And with the adapter, they still work on Xbox Series X. However, there were times where some of the guitars, uh, some of the frets would just stop working. Uh, strumming down would stop, so you had to strum up the whole time. On the drums, the red was very inconsistent and actually registering and stuff like that so i am a hundred percent down for fortnite festival to take off and pdp already announced ortiz that they were releasing uh, at least new guitar instruments for fortnite festival and and you know harmonic said that that game is going to support instruments i forgot how much fun these games can be you know like, i have the worst story like you know i actually lost a girl over rock band like i was so bad at rock band we were uh -huh. together and we went over her house and we're playing rock band with two of her friends mm -hmm. and it was so awkward how like weird it, i was like 19 at the time it was so awkward how bad i was <laughs> like i mean who knows how much this played into the decision but like we broke up like a week later now oh 100 percent. that's exactly why you guys <laughs> broke up was because of rock band yeah. what instrument were you on uh oh my god i don't even remember i think it was a guitar because it would just make sense i was never good with the guitar i was decent yeah. with the drums but the guitar i could never do like past easy what was it like yeah. the fourth button fifth button forget it <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure it did not matter whatever you gave me i was failing at like 100 <laughs> percent. i uh i can play pretty much all the songs on 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 medium and get 100% on some of them with working instruments. Uh, that's my level of competency. So I can play hard. I usually just stay at medium. And I uh, the one thing, though, is that on drums in Rock Band 4, they had the option so that the, uh, the pedal, right, mm -hmm. uh, that it would just automatically register. It would automatically hit. So you just yeah. had to focus on the the different like uh drums and stuff like that different colors and so that made it like playing recently that made it so much better for me on drums uh because i was so so but i was actually putting in work uh with that feature turned on um i am however very very aggressively uh tone deaf 
And uh, so anytime <laughs> I was on the mic, I was uh, I was absolutely terrible. But like I said, I'm super excited for Fortnite Festival because I've been playing with what just a controller. That? So it is Harmonix. So Fortnite released two new Everything. games, right? Or I should say Epic released two new games inside of, no, three new games inside of Fortnite. So there's Lego Fortnite, okay, uh, which is a partnership with Lego. There's Rocket right. Racing, which is an arcade racing game made by Psyonix, the makers of Rocket League. And then Fortnite Festival made by Harmonix, which is a right, uh, I think the hard adds a fifth line or fifth um, column, but it's you're, just like you expect in Rock Band or any of the past music games, the notes come down um, the note highway. That's what they call them in, in those games. It comes down the highway and you use your controller to hit button inputs the same you would in say like Amplitude back in the day or one of those rhythm games, right? And they did say that they are going to support instrument controllers that they're working on that functionality. And then PDP before the start of the new year had tweeted out something saying that, uh, you know, alluding to them releasing a new controller, uh, a new guitar controller. And I actually went into the replies and somebody was like, don't get too excited. They could just be like, you know, hyping up that Fortnite festival got released. Uh, it might not be what we think it is. It might not happen. And they responded, oh, this is happening. Like, and so I've been playing a lot of Fortnite festival, actually. It's one of those things where, and Fortnite in general, it's one of the things where the smart thing that they did by pinning those games inside of Fortnite and turning Fortnite into basically a launcher is that all the new skins and some of the old skins that you purchase or have owned translate into minifigs versions of them in oh. Lego Fortnite. <laughs> and then in Fortnite Festival, it shows your whatever character you're playing as on the drums, on the guitar, on vocals, right? And so we were playing and literally there's four instruments, lead, bass, drums, and vocals. And we had all four Ninja Turtles up on stage playing uh, different instruments. It what was this? Ninja it Turtles was too? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was it was awesome. The worst one. <laughs> um but so yeah, you had so, like Ariana Grande, Peter Griffin, Naruto, yep, and yep. Darth Vader. Yep. All on stage. That's bringing down the house. So I played a good amount of that as well. And then I also, at the start of this new year, once everybody left, started to catch up on some of the games I had missed from 2023, um, some of the bigger titles. Now, I didn't get around to all of them, but I did get to play Spider-Man 2 and to completion and then have played about three or four hours of super mario wonder okay um and i will talk about those games in our next section in our only real segment of this episode which is yeah. our top five games of 2023 now how uh, do we I, want to do this or i just, think we just go around i think we go around and we do our we start with five and go up to five one. Yes, and go to one. Yeah. Yep, and we can just go our five, 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 and just yeah. and then our four, 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 and then if we exactly. have, and we can, we can, you know, if I think we have our list up here, right? We're there are no, yes. this is there are no crossovers. 
There's yeah, which, none. Which, which not is a insa- one. It's yeah. insane. It's yes, yes. And so one, I one think, of the minds isn't even a game, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think well, both I think, of you guys' number one is just question. Well, marks. I, I, well, because I'm keeping yeah. my number one yeah. a surprise is why. Okay, so maybe there's yeah. crossover. Maybe. Uh, there is not crossover. No, there's I not. There's not that. a crossover. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into our our top five. Uh, I will go ahead and kick it off for us. Uh, my number five now. This was tough. So honorable mention, I do want to give an honorable mention. An honorable mention goes out to Resident Evil 4 Remake. It was, I mean, it was this close to being on the list and, and being number five. And it's probably the better game than uh, than uh, my my number five game. But like I said, this is our personal list. And the game that I put at my number five is Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush was a, a, a complete surprise. Right, it kind of came out. Nobody expected that announcement at. Was it the video games awards the year before? What event was it where they? It was actually it the developer showcase. Oh uh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, developer showcase at the beginning of the year, and then it released like the next day or that day. Of uh, stealth drop, yeah. That thing. Yes. Yep. And so I went into it. It is a you know I mentioned my affinity for rhythm games, and High Five Rush is a. Uh, action game in the style of DMC uh, Bayonetta mixed and crossover with a rhythm game where everything in the world is on a beat. And when you match the beat with your attacks, uh, it gives stat buffs to the attacks and makes it more powerful. Fills up a, a, a meter to allow you to unleash uh, better attacks. I Everything from the art design of this game, it looks like nothing else that's out there. It looks like a Saturday morning cartoon right uh from like the early 2000s and then the soundtrack the way that the uh, environment moves right to the beat and everything feels alive in in this world the characters i mean it's again every single part of this game was refreshing and made me smile the whole time i was playing and i think that that is something that is unique Right, there are only a handful of games that release every year where, when you're playing them, you're just smiling because of how much fun it is and how cool it is. And I, this was definitely one of those games that hit at just the right time. I mean, there wasn't a, a ton uh, I was looking to play at that time. It also was only a like nine-hour experience, which at the time was was perfect for me. I was able to get in. I beat it in you know three sittings or so. Um, I, I cannot, it, the other thing is that besides self-release and also release on Game Pass because this is a Tango Gameworks game. And so it is a Microsoft first party game. And if you have Game Pass, I highly, highly recommend trying it. I liked all of the music in the game. I mean, the main character's main instrument is a guitar. So we are dealing with like electro rock for, for the most part when it comes to the soundtrack. Uh, I, at no point was I like, I wish I could just mute this, right? Um, I absolutely love that game. And if they had released any more content for it, uh, they did release new modes and stuff like that. But if they had released new story content, I'd be right back in to, to play it again. Um, what about you, Kev? What's your number five? Oh, it's Kevin Below. Okay. So, yeah, um, my entire, well, most of my list is games that didn't even come out in 2023 i am the ongoing 
award. What's the uh, what do they give out at the uh, game? Oh yeah, best, uh, ongoing game? best ongoing game. Yes, you are yeah. the best <laughs> ongoing gamer. You are the yes. ongoing gamer. Is what it is. Um, so I'm gonna try to target like the best updates and stuff because that's really what I love about games that you know you've enjoyed for years and then they give you something new, something fresh, something different. Um, I don't know why I just reminded myself of something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Um, but yeah, my number five coming in, Marvel Snap is a wonderful game. Like it's it's when you like, you know, you have a bunch of trading card games out there and 60, 70% of most trading card games are just clones of Magic the Gathering, right? In some way, shape or form, they're very similar um, and they're kind of static. And, you know, you think, you know, most trading card games that are on mobile or something or something like that, save like Hearthstone or something, are not very well done, not most effort put into them and things like that. But then you had, you, then you just run into a game like Marvel Snap, and you know when you have this ongoing, uh, you know we have new cards coming out all the time. They actually change the meta and change the format. When uh, I think I started this game in June, I believe, uh, yeah, it was June because it was right after I missed out getting my free Kitty Pride, and I think I finished the main crux of the card pool in about October. So. If you're like dedicated to the game and spending absolutely no money, you can get all the cards in a row. And they respect your wallet. They respect your time is kind of what I'm getting at. You can get everything you need in a relatively short amount of time. Um, and it's just like fun. You know, they they continue to add new modes, add new things to, to actually do, add new um, ways to uh, kind of trick out your, your cards. They're going to let you choose your borders soon. So you don't have to have the Infinity Border, which is the most rare version. You can make it look the best way you want to make it look. Oh, really? Um, That's nice. Yeah. And um, just like every time there's an, a developer uh, interview or something like that, they're always like talking about things that players actually care about. So the most recent, um, uh, not the most recent update, the one before it in December was they had the uh, the Hellfire Gala and all the like all the best cards looked incredible they were coming to the gala tricked out dressed that's to the awesome. nines that's awesome they were sick i was losing it spent a little bit of money which i don't usually do on that game uh -huh. had to uh professor x looked nuts um i managed yeah. to get the blobs hellfire gala from uh with, oh, yeah? with the key <laughs> with the key the <laughs> yeah. stockpile key i was like which really annoyed me because I ended up buying the uh, the Dan Hip Blob variant because I like that. Yeah, me too. And I was, I, was like, I was like, this looks awesome. And then yeah. I got the Hellfire one. I was like, great. Now I have two skins and I don't know which one to use. <laughs> Why are you still using keys on the yeah. after you already unlocked the the car? You're rich. I just like because there's cards that come out week like weekly at this point, and so I'm just like, it's a chance mm. to get that or mm. a card I missed in the past right. so uh that's the only reason i'm using them so for those people who don't play marvel snap you get a certain number of keys every uh every week pretty much if you do all your dailies and everything so you get about two keys a week uh and every week uh there's a new spotlight cache which uh, if you use all four keys you get all the cards that are up there so you you get less keys than you could possibly use uh so Bilal, how many keys do you have saved up right now zero 
Okay, that makes yeah. sense. All right. Uh, I like <laughs> I've fallen off the game a little bit, um, mm. but I still play weekly. Um, I might not right. finish like all twenty five daily missions for the week, but um, I'll at least grab the season pass, make my way through it. And, I do. Uh, I do enjoy the fact that you can take a break from the game, like for like a month, come back, mm-hmm. and you're not like. You know, you didn't miss the whole meta. Like, you still have yeah. good decks and stuff. So that's really cool. Unless you miss that one card everyone's using. Then it's just like, come on. <laughs> I, I missed Werewolf by Night, which I thought was mid and then became, like, the best card in the entire game. Yeah. But Werewolf by Night in the spotlight cash this week, I just picked it up. It's, I, not, as good, it's not as good now, though. <laughs> considering how much I watched you play this game this past year, I am not surprised at all that this is your top five. I am surprised that this is at number five. I thought for sure this would be higher. Yeah, it's. Uh... Did, didn't he play this in an entire car car ride to like? Yeah, yeah. State? Like a seven hour to Rochester is yeah. where we drove. I'm a grinder. Like you know, if I have to grind another game, you'll see me playing that, and you'll be like, "Oh my yeah. god, this is like." Well, no, that hard. is that is true. I do know that about you, considering how hard you. Well, yeah. there are other games on this list. We'll get to them actually. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, Bilal. What about you? Give me your number five. So my number five coming in is. Super Mario Wonder, um, which is very weird thing to say <laughs> for a Mario game from Nintendo on a give it a year list this low. Um, I mean, honestly, this this one made my list at this point because I think it was the fifth game or like the, the game I put the most hours in that wasn't in the top four. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I had a great time with Super Mario Wonder. I always think Mario games have a terrible start because it just feels way too simple. Uh, but what I came to really love about Super Mario Wonder was uh, the level design, the new look and feel, the new powers. Uh, they all really start to shine Like once you get to like the second, third world. Um, the shortcuts, uh, all the hidden features on the map and within the levels. Like There are some levels where I like sat through went through multiple times like where is the secret here like what am i missing because i know there's a wonder seed i need to collect and i just could not find it and when i finally like looked it up and i was like oh are you kidding me that was like it's staring me right in the face Mm -hmm. um it it, it truly is uh, like it it truly is like you know like a lot of thought and care went to this game and uh, you know like this is something I really can't wait to play with my son in a few years. Like, this is definitely something I will dig up and be like, hey, this might be your first Mario game. Um, this game uh, is gorgeous. This game yeah. looks so good on, on a, you know, I've been playing on my 27-inch monitor here at my desk and stuff like that. Yeah. And it looks absolutely fantastic. I mean, it is bright to the point of hurting my eyes. And yeah. I think that this game absolutely is in my top 10 uh at the end when when i do finish it right yeah i there's just something about it though that isn't i love 2d platformers you know normally Mm -hmm. this is exactly my alley and i do think that everything they're doing is really is really cool uh as far as anytime i go into that wonder state right i'm like this is awesome this is so cool right and but there's just something about it that it doesn't you know what it is? I think it's what I was talking about in the pre-show uh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the games that I've been playing lately, they could have like nines or tens and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're very well-made games, it, yeah. but it, everything just now feels like an iteration of what's come before. Um, and yeah. 
there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the gameplay is fun. That loop is fun. But I, I don't know. Maybe it's 30 years of playing video games at this point. Um, that, like, I want something to wow me. Like, technology has come so far. And I just feel like we're in the... We're in, like, the Hollywood... Everything is a superhero movie or, like, uh, yeah, sure. phase yeah. of video games. You know, like, companies are less likely to take risks now. Like, you just see all the layoff news within the industry. Um, you know, Nintendo, to their credit, like, this is probably the biggest departure I've ever seen them take with Mario. Um, uh, you know, and, it, you know, they really did nail it. You know, from a platformer's perspective, it's Mario at the end of the day. It's a right. brighter, you know... It's it's a it brings wonder <laughs> as yeah. the title suggests. Yeah. But you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's still a two D platformer that uh, I've played in some vein. Uh, you know, some indie games have done similar things as well, and you know, in, in a in a cool way. So yeah, it's it. I, I think at five, it, it definitely delivered a you know delivered delivered a really great time for me. Um, will I remember it some? later next year probably not <laughs> or <Sorry>. this year um <laughs> uh, just, just being truthful but like well, it was definitely one of my more fun experiences yeah but that's a that's a great thing about like a game that um kind of starts from you know something that we all know and love and then you gotta like to to get the most out of it you want to iterate off of it and say hey you know this but here's a different spin on it yeah, yeah and that's and that's what this game does a lot even with some of the enemies and stuff like that like it does give you a, a slightly different take on them and uh that stuff is very cool i mean it's also i think it's nice that we're in like the flower kingdom and so these aren't uh toads they're uh what are they i can't remember what they're called no 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 they're like they look like toads but instead of having mushrooms as for heads they have flowers um oh Okay. I, for, I, I forget their it. name. I yeah, I, but, I I also wish uh, in this decade that Nintendo moves away from hey collect these seven things yes. uh, in this new kingdom that you yes <laughs> yes you know like mm. yeah. I I think it's been done way too much yeah, yeah I, I I was about to say Nintendo should make a Mario RPG but I realized they just re-released that. <laughs> oh yeah yep. yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, Bilal, why don't you go right into your number four? We'll do like oh, snake draft uh, order. Oh, snake draft order. Okay, what is my number four? Oh, my number four is a game that I had a very great time with this year um, with friends, and that is Diablo 4. It's, it's fitting. I didn't realize the four and four. Um, Diablo 4 um, has you fighting Lilith. You make a character. You go do your dungeon crawling with friends around this yeah. map. It's Diablo. Whatnot. It's Diablo. If you play yeah. Diablo, you know exactly what you're getting into. Yeah. There's gore. It's a, it's great. A, it's a it, great it, one it of those. A, it's a great one of those, and it's a great social game. You just jump I, on with friends. You don't even need volume. It, it's just party chat with button pressing and numbers going up. You're excited to get great loot. Um, I, did I, I play the seasons? No. Right. So that's, the, that's my problem. <laughs> I think this game probably would have been higher on my list, right? If it wasn't for the distaste I have for like the seasons and the the content that has come so, out since, I wouldn't I would knock it for that. But mm. hearing that other games in like in this genre are like, um, what what's the big one that everyone plays? Um, Path of Exile. Yeah, yeah. I think is it is like the hear like that, that's what how it works in Path of Exile and yeah, uh, what and I think even Diablo three. Uh, 
like that i can't knock it then like uh, like sure, hey, if, sure. if, if that's what the community is here for for creating new characters re-rolling for new features every season and so then so be it uh not for me i don't really want to re-roll a new character i'd already take I don't, one uh, through right. new expansions and stories yes agreed um because yeah. it's like you spend so much time leveling up and getting the gear yeah. then just to be told hey can't start from character? zero or start yeah. yeah and or and then start from or yeah and i agree yeah. like not being able to do the new content with your yeah. existing character is is a bummer and then yeah go start from zero you know yeah. i mean yeah, one thing if they, was a great game. <laughs> if they if they did one thing if they did a thing where they were like hey you can go into these seasons and we're gonna give you a stat boost up to you know 30 I, or whatever i think i think they do something like that with like an experience boost um mm. on it but then it's like I, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but like I don't really want to go through um, unlocking the entire map again. Just get, like, let me, oh, let, right. me carry, yeah. let me carry yep. hold that over because yep. that would just drive me nuts. Is there uh, an argument to be made? Because I, I haven't played Diablo, so is there an argument well, to be made for the early game being maybe more fun than the later game? Depending uh, on the type of player you are, I think. I, would say. I, I think yes, right? Because I think it's fun. I think the late game stuff is fun in the same way that the early game stuff is fun because it's mm -hmm. still the same gameplay loop. I yeah, think the right. difference is that uh, it's similar to how much fun and how addicting leveling up in Call of Duty is until you get to max level. And then they're like, hey, you want to prestige? And some people like that. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to prestige, start over. Whereas I'm like, no, I'm going to just stay here. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly here. what I did with Call of Duty. So, I was like, yeah. Why would I want a prestige? It yeah. makes no sense for a yep. golden gun skin? No, yeah, no, no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> exactly. And so um, I think that's just what it is. I think it's just like the satisfaction of, for me, the satisfaction of leveling up and stuff like that, especially with kind of how their experience curve works and how and how long it takes to get to the uh, max level or the higher levels in, in that game and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, going through that grind again just it isn't uh, fun for me. Yeah, I will say like as you unlock the new world tiers and like the difficulty got harder, like jumping with with and with friends and just being like, "Yo, I yeah. need, I need I need some backup because yeah. yeah. <laughs> this boss is some bullshit." I mean, also uh, the random world events and like I would oh, there, a world events would be happening and there's a timer on it and I would yeah. message people be like, "Hey." Hop on. You've got four minutes before this starts. Like, yep. let's do this. Well, was so, it like Hellfire or something? Yeah. 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 And oh, so God. I think that's – yeah, some of that stuff was – now that we're talking about yeah. some of that stuff was absolutely awesome. Like, it was so I, good. I, I That game character. was so much fun. I think I might be back in. I think yeah. I might be back in. What's the season vampires right now or something? Let's, yeah, so let's like do that. it. <laughs> All right. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Uh, uh, Diablo 4 deserving that number four spot. Uh, Kevin, what's your number four? Uh, number four. Oh, yes, of course. So uh, going back to Ninja Turtles, uh, Shredder's Revenge, the DLC came out this uh, this year for Dimension Shellshock. So Shredder's Revenge, obviously, great time. Like, yeah, you know, great time. Cool game. It was limited with how long you could play it. Like, you could, uh, there are discords of people who, like, you know, try to go on the arcade mode, try to min-max and get their... Um, do some in, infinitely amazing run or something like that or whatever. But I think most of us left this game in 2022. Um, I don't think that like, I think it was just, it was great for what it was, you know, and mm -hmm. on a random weekend, you could pick it up. But then they came out with Dimension Shellshock and I lost it. I So we come out with two new characters, um, 
Kaya and the one I actually play with, which is crazy because I forgot his name, but he's freaking awesome. Um, they, these characters are more fun to play with than the player than the characters that we already had. Uh, then they added a new survival mode, which I don't know why, but it tickled my like challenge bone mm-hmm. so perfectly. Like it was it was challenging, but I could figure out ways to solo through as much as I could. And I knew that I still needed a team. I still needed to grab three or four at least of uh, people and try my best. The only person who would play with me was my niece. So she was getting <laughs> tore up. Yeah. <laughs> we just went with it. Um, <laughs> so I'm sitting here dying, trying to revive her. It actually made it worse. Um, I got farther after she stopped playing with me. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a great, like Christmas present, um, just going through that whole thing again, and just kind of like, I I don't know if it was I forgot the nostalgia level of the game or whatever, but giving it like almost a year off and then coming back to it, oh, it just feels so good. It feels so good, and that rabbit can attack forever without landing, which is nuts. That's so. awesome. Yeah, so oh, I can't help but smile when I think about it. So good. I'm, I might have to give this a look. Actually, I had no idea they released DLC. I knew they did because I saw the two new characters. Um, but the survival mode sounds like it, it could be a good uh, yeah, time with a couple yeah. friends. Like you, I knew it came out, but I just didn't like try it until right. uh, we were looking for something around the Christmas holiday to play, uh, play with everybody, and uh, landed on that. Nice. All right, for me. Number four, Remnant 2. I love this game. I love this game so much. Turns out, I love Souls-likes. Considering how much I can't stand the Dark Souls franchise, uh, I absolutely adore uh, Souls-likes, you know, Bloodborne-likes. And seeing them in new environments or new spins on the formula like the way that Remnant 2 does, where Remnant 2 is a Souls-like game that is also a third-person shooter, looter shooter. And it's one of the few games that I played to completion and then went back and started re-rolling. So one of the things it does is it has its campaign, right? And in the campaign, there are four different... There's a hub world, and then there's four different worlds that you you go to. The worlds and the scenarios that you get are rolled, okay? So they're not quite procedurally generated. Some of the environment layouts and the enemies are, uh, but the scenarios that you encounter and the storylines that you actually get to play are rolled. You get one of like two options and wherever your starting area ends up being when you roll that world, that dictates what your scenario is is going to do and what you're going to play. And so I went back and I re-rolled worlds to play different scenarios so I can get different loot from different bosses, right? Uh, I went back and replayed areas of the campaign with my friends multiple times to help them all get through it whenever they played. And it does, there's so many things like hidden that, that you stumble across and find. There are so many scenarios where I was constantly going like, that's awesome. I didn't think that would happen. I. I and then each world being visually distinct from the other. There's one that's very much like uh, Prometheus, right? Where it's this like barren gray space world, 
right? And you're fighting, um, mostly you're fighting sci-fi robot mech monsters. And then you have a world that is the Fey world, right? Which is lush and beautiful and very uh, fantasy. Then there's a world that is literally like a Victorian era ripped out of Bloodborne-esque world. And every world you go to feels unique. The enemies, while still being a third-person shooter, the enemies are visually unique and their attack patterns are unique. To explain one of the things about this game that... because it is each thing is rolled there are times there are things in this game that i've experienced that nobody else like people will play through multiple times and won't experience the best example is this there's this one area and we're getting into spoilers now okay this is part of what you know talking about this is there's this one scenario where you walk in and there's this big dining table in front of you and there's this gluttonous guy across the table and you know he tells you to eat to eat from the table that it's a feast right if you eat you start the scenario and uh waves and waves of enemies start coming in the problem is is that you also now have this hunger okay so you have to stop in the middle of the fight and and eat or else you're gonna die from the <laughs> hunger okay that's really great Now, one of the other things that happens in this game is that when you do certain things, you unlock the ability to level up these different passive traits, okay? That you put your skill point into these passive traits. And some of them unlock from defeating certain enemies. Some of them unlock from getting certain equipment, from doing certain actions. We're in the middle of this scenario, right? And I'm playing it with one of my my buddies and he goes down, right? And it has a down but not out mechanic where I can rush over and I can revive him. He goes down, I'm like, don't worry, let me come over and pick you up. I go hit the revive button and it goes into an animation where I eat him. (laughs) 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 And he's dead. And he's dead. And I unlock and then it pops up and I have now unlocked the gluttony passive, right? And it's it's a situation like that where like, there's no indication at all in the game that this is going to happen, right? This whole scenario where this is a side uh, story in the main scenario, there are people who are going to be on the same role as me and aren't going to see this because they didn't go down this one path, right? There are people who had a different role, didn't re-roll the world, are never going to even have a chance to do this scenario. And it's stuff like that that had me coming back to this game over and over again to learn more of its secrets and stuff like that. Um I and and all the weapons feel great. The the fact that you have a starting class and then eventually you unlock the ability to have a second class and you have the full abilities of both classes and then you can mix and match with the different classes and stuff like that to create all these unique builds. It is absolutely deserving uh, of being on people's top five. And I think this is the second most sleeped on game of 2023. In my opinion, I don't think enough people talked about it for how good it was. And then I, I thought I went and looked, I went and looked and saw like, uh, you know, if I, if this was just a me thing and stuff like that, but no, this also reviewed really well, uh, uh, pretty much across the board. I just think hype going into this one too. Yeah. And this one was so different from the first one as well, which is, uh, which is, I mean, I it looks like it. You, uh, like it looks step. like there, this one had a budget. Like that first one right, was yes. like, yes. oh, like this was 
put together with a small team and like you, you know it's gonna be a little bit janky here and there glitchy yeah but the gameplay is fun but this one looks like it it's exactly what you want it to be yeah they released the dlc and i'm finally have some time to hop back in it and i i immediately i'm like i'm i'm back in all right moving on to my number three game of 2023 uh spider-man 2 uh you mentioned i I think during the pre-show and stuff like that you were talking about it's there are some games that you played and you're like yeah i've i've played this already uh spider-man 2 is a little bit like that it is just the most refined version of this formula uh it's the best this formula has ever been and spider-man 2 is in a weird it's 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 a weird thing for me because this is like a 20-hour game 16-hour game and that's if you're like kind of mainlining it it starts off immediately with a cinematic action moment right this massive fight that just shows you the kind of budget they're working with and then afterwards it's kind of slow uh for a good chunk of time i mean there's like a third of that game a quarter of that game where i was like i mean these characters are really well written and realized this is you know these are one of my favorite interpretations of peter of miles um do I not like this game as much as I thought I was going to like this game? Let's give Spider-Man a job and a career. Let's uh, help yeah. kids at school with their finals project. Yep. Right? Yep. Asking someone to prom. Yep. I mean, it's, it's great. They make, they make it fun and interesting with great writing. I also think that the fact that you know from the beginning that, that the black suit is in it and that Venom is in it, and then how long it takes for that to kind of get involved in the story... Um, I will say, but the moment that it gets involved in the story is when that game starts to pick up. And that back third of the game is absolutely fantastic. I mean, it is, it is a comic book game through and through. It is a, it is the best of what comic book games can be when it comes to story, when it comes to, you know, uh, realizations of these characters. I mean, at the end of the day, like this is Spider-Man two, this is a, this is a Miles Morales story more than it is a peter parker story in my opinion and it is fantastic i mean it is so so good and the turnaround i had from a a part in the middle where i'm telling you i was like yeah this is this is more the same and that's all it is to then the story kind of getting me involved and then having the black suit and the powers that you get from that suit the audio design in this game, how visceral Venom and the black suit feel. And then being a huge Spider-Man fan and knowing <laughs> a ton about the comics and have read a, a whole bunch of, uh, you know, Spider-Man comics, seeing the interpretations of the different characters, this, I won't spoil that. The Remnant 2 thing was a minor spoil, but yeah, they, they introduce a thing in this that is so different than the way it is in the in the comics but also just works it just fits so well and it solves a question i had while playing that game was like how are they gonna make this worth it later on again i don't want to spoil it but i love the suits you get in this game i love the abilities you get in this game 
I this is the best version of a comic book game. And then later, and it also does a thing where it flexes, Insomniac flexes their technical know-how of the PlayStation 5. Uh, being able to... Uh, like, if, like if you're watching this stream right now, like early in the game, like that opening. Yes, this is the, the Sandman. This, this like is the very beginning. Like yep. Sandman throws Miles like across New York City, and like it's loading in real time, like as he's flying, and it's, uh, the, it's the, sick. <laughs> the best representation yeah. of that is there is a segment. There's a segment that is straight out of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, right? Where like you are going through these portals and traveling to different locations in the city. Right? Oh, yeah. And it's instantaneous. And then, and it's funny because I, I played this game for a, a long time before I started using any fast travel. Fast travel is incredible. It's so impressive in this game how quickly it happens and how almost instantaneous it is. But you have to work at it and I just I don't yes. have time for side yes. quests. So that is the thing is that is that you do have to like level up the areas to be able to fast travel to them. The moment I fast traveled for the first time and realized just how like quick it was, I was like, okay, yes, I will actually put in the work to unlock fast travel in these areas because it is worth it. This is so, so impressive. Um, yeah, I, I, I did not think that this game would place as high as it has on my list uh, when I was about halfway through the game. I thought it would still make the top 10 because, uh, I, like I said, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan and I'm a huge Insomnia fan as well. I've said many times on this podcast, I think they're the best first-party studio that PlayStation has. Uh, by the end of this game, I was like, yes, I'm down to play more. I'm down to go back into this world with all these powers I have now and do some of the side quests and potentially platinum this game. Um, yeah, so Spider-Man 2 <laughs> hits my... I almost said Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 2 hits number 3 on my top 5. Um, Kev, what do you got at number three? Okay, I'm gonna try to dissociate. All right. Um, I don't know why this is. Oh, I'm the only one with this game on. Our I, I top think five. you're the only I'm one that's put confused. more than four hours into this. I <laughs> nuts. I didn't uh, play um, it at all. I okay. All yeah. right. Well, uh, this feels is weird because this, this game is, came out this year. Yes. And I'm the one talking about that. That's weird for us, but it's yep. cool. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. People might say, hey, why is this only number three? Um, because one and two are really good. <laughs> They're really good. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom is just so incredible. Um, so, like, I was thinking about it as you were talking about Spider-Man. And uh, when you have, like, this idea that is a game that you're iterating off something that's there before you know mm -hmm. like 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 a uh, super mario wonder did um you can't just do you can't just give me the old game plus one you know you need to take it to another level and that is what tears of the kingdom does so well uh which is why hey i'm so glad grand theft auto 6 took its time right mm -hmm. um that game's like, gonna be the we, same exact thing, just pretty. Gotcha. <laughs> so I'm, calling, I'm calling it out. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. Like, you know, we we didn't just say, hey, let's just give Link some new uh, some new powers on your D pad and just throw them back, roll them back out. We took the world, we split it into three different levels. We you know reimagined uh, progression. We reimagined combat. Reimagined every. 
it's just not and we reimagine kind of how this game is going to exist in a social media landscape where people are creating all these different constructs and posting them online and now we're seeing oh my gosh how we can how can we solve the same problem 50 different ways and there's kind of an engineering aspect into it as well it's just like so nuts and you don't even need to play the story to get a great time out of this game and the story's so like it kind of hits uh i'm a i'm a sap i'm a, I'm a sentimental guy so like mm-hmm. stories hit me a little bit harder than most people and you know i oh, story i'm, really I'm hit not me. i'm not ashamed to admit that i i i have teared up playing video games yeah so yeah because it's just like oh you know and and some of the people are making bad decisions but you still feel for them mm-hmm. um and just going through the game you know you just you just get more reasons to keep playing not less you know a lot of times you go through a game you say oh that moment was great and then you kind of lose steam and for tears of the kingdom you just pick up steam you just like oh my gosh what's in this area oh this area has this uh if you're down in the uh the abyss i forget what it's called actually it's been a while uh but if you're down in the abyss the lower levels below uh below ground and you're like oh let me explore and then you explore and you find out oh there's some stuff down here i want to keep i want to i need to do some stuff above so i can explore more down below and the the whole thing just snowballs it is a masterful uh showing of how you make a game how you iterate on something that's already that already seems perfect uh yeah maybe nine and a half out of ten for the first one but yeah this how do you make it like how you take it to another level it's just so sick i am going to play this game and the reason I realize I'm going to play this game is because I'm going to re-release it on the Switch 2. Yes. And it's going to be 4K60. <laughs> yes. And that's yes. how we'll finally play it. But it's I also, will play it if they do that. It's, it's yeah. also one of those things where I have now discovered that when it comes to the Switch, I am way better off playing on a smaller screen than on the TV because the games all look so much better. Um, but so playing on my monitor is the nice middle ground of not having to play it in handheld. Um, but not playing it on the TV and stuff like that. So I am going to play this game. All right, let's go ahead and blow. What do you got at number three? That's a great question. What do I have at number three? Sure. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my number gotcha. three brings us back to Disney. Back to when you were a child. Back to lightsabers. It's Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, uh, honestly, um, a game that it, I have we're, not we're, played yet, or else I think it, it would be on my list. Now, I'm yeah. watching Shameless right now. I can't look at Jedi Survivor the same way ever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he survives quite a bit. <laughs> um, I will say, in terms of traditional games, um, console games, PC games, this is probably the game of the year uh, for me um, because of how much I enjoyed my time with this. I think it takes everything it did in... Um, what was that first one? Last uh, Jedi Fallen oh. Order. Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah, it, it took what I did. Uh, they didn't fall in order and just like amplified it. Like it, it was just so much more fun. The stances, the st- story doesn't fully lend. Uh, I, I think the circle used a bit of work, but it was just like it had that Star Wars lore that I love. It brings in like the old Republic era, uh, uh drama uh and introduces that like in a good way i know like disney's been trying to move towards that with the books and things but i I think they did a really good job with it with jedi survivor uh 
And yeah, just like, it's nice to be back in Control of Cal Kestis. There's so much to do and explore. Uh, I, I mentioned it, I think, earlier this year in one of the podcasts, but when you complete this game, there's just so much more to unlock. And even though I was limited on time, this was a game where I was like, really working towards getting every achievement. I, I had to stop at a certain point because work picked up, but I I was thoroughly impressed with what uh, Respawn uh, did with this, and I can't wait for the next one. Uh, and I'm guessing a tri- this is a trilogy. Uh, if it's not a trilogy, even better. But, like, lightsaber customization, it's finding this part. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just, it's so good. The worlds feel fantastic. The combat is great. Um, Talk to us about Rick. Man. Oh, Rick the Technician is the greatest yes. boss fight uh, in the entire it, it, of the year, maybe. Uh, best boss fight of the year. Uh, Rob, do you know about Rick the Technician? I do not. The door technician. Uh, uh, the yeah. door. Yeah, he's a door technician. Um, all right, just play this game, uh, and you'll you'll agree. 2023's best <laughs> boss of the year is Rick, uh, the door technician. Yeah, uh, uh, without spoiling anything oh, about it. Oh, I, I think watching. I think I know. I think I know this. Okay, okay. I think you probably I have seen it at some point. I haven't year. seen it, but I I yeah. I heard someone talk about it because he's the last boss in like a gauntlet. Right? Is that what it is? Like you no. go through you go through a bunch of enemies and then you get to him and it's just like uh, some, something like that. Yes, yeah. yes, oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Okay, I do know what <laughs> I do know what yeah. this is. I was I was watching my boy stream this game for about an hour, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, you know, you, you kind of in this mode, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, you're killing a bunch of things, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he runs into Rick, and you just can't help but start dying laughing. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> what are we looking at here? It, it's so good, and it's like one of my favorite things with this. And um, what was the Jedi game on the 360? Um, that's a lot of them, isn't there? No, the, uh, the the Force Awakens, Force Awakens, oh, like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It was just like you are a powerful ass Jedi that yeah. just like blows through shit, and it just feels so nice to just like grab a trooper and just stab him. Like, like yes, like as an all powerful Jedi, these stormtroopers shouldn't be able to do shit to me. And so right. it's like when you do encounter like a regular stormtrooper, like uh, it, it's just nice to just take him out quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't have that. I played this game on the hardest difficulty. Oh. I ran into this part at the first level where there's like there's like eight or nine stormtroopers just sitting in a pile. Oh, that took me like an hour. Oh, that was a <laughs> yeah. That was um, yeah. All right, Bilal, go ahead and tell us about your number two game of the year. Oh, my number two game of the year are books. <laughs> Yeah, we if you if you've if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Bilal found his love of reading this Again, year and yes. has been reading a lot, or rediscovered. I should so, say. So also, when I say books, I should just say Brandon Sanderson, uh, probably one of the, the best fantasy writers ever. Uh, definitely, definitely top five uh, of all time. Uh, he writes books in the Cosmere universe. Uh, started off with the Mistborn trilogy. Went so, to Elantris and then Stormlight, Stormlight Archive. And <laughs> I read 11 books last year, all from Brandon Sanderson, and my page total was about 10,000 pages. <laughs> I I don't know if you can see on the camera. I bought the trilogy yeah. because you were talking about it. I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it yes, yet. Don't get too excited. So good. I am going to read it. I, be, I bought it because you were so high on it. Okay. Um, Mistborn is very... It's like a good fantasy YA starter That's fine. point I don't, for I don't, him. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind. 
Um, but it's it's so good. Like that entire trilogy, honestly, has one of the best payoffs um, I've ever experienced. Uh, yeah, it was it, it just like being able to find my love of reading, yep. and just like I was using Audible, uh, which like having someone read the book to you was a bit weird, but uh, being able to like read along with it as uh, through the Kindle app uh, really helped get me back into like being able to read and just concentrate on what I was doing and not get distracted by like a notification here or there. Um, and it, yeah, it, it's just like, it's just all these epic moments, all these great characters, the world building, you know, like things I love from video games. And I would love, I would love to see uh, Sanderson stuff either like adapted into a book or not a book into like a TV show or a game. Um, just cause it's like, it's so well thought out. It's so, so emotional at times like you guys were talking about crying in video games i don't think i've ever cried reading a book at it but like this one like there, there's like a moments in some of these books where i was just like i think i have a tear coming down my face <laughs> um yeah uh, i i know that, that that's a cheap way out but like it is. i've it's i've a, it's I, your I, 2023 list yes but you know what it substituted a lot of time where i w- would be gaming normally uh, yeah and, that's normally fine. and so i I, th- I think it deserves its spot there all right, Kev. Hey, shout what's out your to the literature? You know, hey, what's your know. number? What's your number two? Okay, stop playing around. Let's stop playing. Let's let's say what it really is. It's it's the best game that's out today. No matter. All right, let me stop. Escape from Tarkov. Um, I was gonna let you. I was gonna let you rock. I was just gonna be I over here. I got. I got real. I gotta, rolling my <laughs> eyes, shaking my head, but I was gonna let you rock. I gotta, I gotta keep it somewhat uh, truthful. Um, this game is not for the weak at heart. This game is for people who are committed. This game is for people who don't mind getting kicked in the nads and coming back for more. Uh, mm-hmm. This game is difficult, but oh my goodness gracious. I started this, uh, I started playing Tarkov in 2018 and I would not feel what I feel today if I had not started 4,000 hours ago in the random summer, random February, I think, uh, in 2018. This game came out with its newest wipe uh this christmas they threw snow on the ground which you see here uh and it changed everything everything we thought we knew about tracking players playing pvp in an environment hiding in a bush things like that completely changed on its head when they put snow on the ground uh we had fun again we started having fun we started moving because you can't hide in a bush. There's snow on the ground. I can see your fatigues because the background is snow. Everyone started moving, running around, having fun. Santa Claus was running through the, the areas. Everyone was trying to get presents from him. Some uh, some naughty boys were trying to kill him, get his backpack. He has a big red backpack. It's really nice, really nice. You lose a lot of scav rep. The, the, the uh, AI on the level does not like it when you kill Santa. But some people didn't care. They wanted those bags. Uh, it was a Wonder Wonderland. Like, oh, my goodness. They continue to come out with more content, more guns, more levels. They came out with the newest level for players that are just starting. So now there's an area you can go to that only have players that are below a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a really fun, small, compact, uh, get it and go type of experience. That's super fun uh, early, early in the game, and we just continue to 
just get better and better. There's so many things about this wipe that I'm trying to remember so I don't forget. Um, but this is easily my most fun time playing Tarkov. And that is on the heels of finally we have Tarkov Arena, which is the PvP mode. It's not fully out. The um, every, Anyone can play it who's bought it. But uh, two of the modes are released right now. We have 5v5, kind of similar to... Most similar to Rainbow Six Siege, where you go in, your first objective is to kill the other five players, right? right. Uh, it's in a Call of Duty-style three-lane map. Um, so you just go in there with the Tarkov mechanics and how the gunplay is in this game, much more realistic, much more punishing. Uh, it's just a much more enthralling experience. This thing is just freaking awesome. And then after 45 seconds, if you haven't killed everybody, now you can plant the point. You can go to the point, cap the point, and you win. If you didn't do that after about a minute, now the kill squads come in, and you're not taking out the kill squads. So mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. this really cool, I guess, artificial way to push players to play and interact, and we finally can get that gunplay. Because the gunplay is the best part of Tarkov, but it's a game where you want to play defensive you want to live a 45-minute raid. So you want to right. avoid a lot of fights. You play uh, methodical and not. Yeah, yeah, play methodical, play strategic and everything. Mm. You Honestly, your best option is to run away like half the time. Um, but in Arena, we finally get to just throw bullets at people and just have that fun. And, uh, you know, the gameplay of it has been yeah. fantastic. There have yeah. been some problems. But... Um, yeah, for the past three, four weeks, this has been incredible for any for anyone who's looking to jump on. This is the time. It is at its best state it has ever been. And we're looking like maybe in two years the development will actually be done. So we're getting there. All right. Uh, I guess it's me, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. My number two is Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 is an experience it's it's it, it is it's more than a game they do things over there at remedy they did it with control this is like the full realization of everything that they want to do when it comes to video games being a multimedia experience there are so many times where i'm playing this game where let's let's strip away some of the extra things it does actually let's just look at it as a survival horror game and it's, it's even at its core at just a survival horror game I thought it was absolutely fantastic. There were so many times in this game where I genuinely jumped, right? And this game uses and reuses the same kind of mechanics to try to scare you sometimes. But even when you know that's going to come at some point, it they work with that, right? They play off that and they keep you tense, making you think that they're going to do, and then they swerve and do something different and then hit you with the thing they, that you thought they were going to do anyway. It is the most tense, atmospheric. It's the most scared, I'll say. I've been playing uh, a survival horror game in a long time. On top of that, I think that everything it does in that world to flesh out the Alan Wake world, where you are questioning everything you see before you, wondering what's real, what's not, what is just Alan's writings and what is actually happening. The way that they take these two protagonists, the playable protagonists, and intertwine their 
their narrative and their gameplay and how they feel different where alan wake is much more action focused survival horror and um wow i am blanking on her name it wow. is forgetting the female character's name rob i know i know it is not gonna come to me which is crazy but her gameplay is more puzzle solving right and more detective work saga saga thank you saga anderson yes yeah um and so just the dichotomy of their two storylines and play styles and how they have enough in common while still being two separate experiences and then the fact that they let you play through those at in any order that you want right at any point once you have the two characters you can go and play as the one character and their storyline or go and play as the other character in their storyline or jump back and forth and they don't at some point they make you complete both all the way through but they don't force your hand on the order you tackle those um on top of that the multimedia experience where they mix in live action stuff into this game is absolutely fantastic it's it's there are times where it's tragic there are times where it's fun there are times where it's funny i there's so much about this game that also ties into the greater like remedy universe at, at large nods their old games direct tie-ins their old games characters from their old games making appearances and stuff like that um i when i wasn't playing alan wake 2 i was thinking about alan wake 2 Right, this this game I played 18 hours into this game, and I think I did that over the course of three or four days because this was the game that, when I sat down, it's what I wanted to play. It was what I was going to play. Uh, this game was so good that I recommended it to my uncle, and actually bought it for him as a gift. And then he played through it, and he was calling me and talking about it, and I was asking him if he got to this one part yet, telling him just to hold on and wait. Then he would call me and be like, "I got to the part. It was awesome. You were right." I, there's a reason that this got, this game got as much recognition as it did because it is one of the most refined video games, survival horror games I've played in a long time. And it is also has elements that no other games are doing. They're just not. And it is so unique while still being tight and polished. I, I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. I will say that there was a game-breaking bug at one point that kind of locked you in place, but they seem to have resolved that in, I think, two days once it was discovered. And so that was kind of a bummer if you played at that point. Yes, I understand. This game was not flawless throughout. Um, there was that one particular issue with the, the carnival ride, uh, the amusement park ride. But, I mean, I, 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 mean, I love this game. I love this game. It's crazy that it's not my game of the year. Uh, my game of the year and this game are, there's such a small margin between the two of them on, on which one was going to take it. And I went back and forth. But my game of the year. Wait, I, I, feel, I, I feel like we should hold your game of the year for last. So uh, Kevin and I can get our bullshit out of the way. Okay, that's fine. Wait, that's fine. I wanted to go, I wanted to do my game of the year last. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. Okay, let's do yours. Let me get my bullshit yeah. out of the way. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. 
All right. Uh, that that way we can at least end with some integrity on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even gonna share anything. My game of the year is the One Piece trading card game sim. All right. This is not. This is. I can't believe I didn't see this coming. I I I played it on the Steam Deck. Yeah. I played it on the Steam Deck. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Super. That's fine. Yes. I mean, it is a game. It, it allows me to play. It's multiplayer. You can play it solo. Yep. Has <laughs> no story yep. mode. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, if there was one game I spent my, the most time with this year, it is that. Yeah. Um, right. Of course. Uh, the community around it has been great. There's been a ranked sim league that just sp- sprouted up. Uh, back in I think like, towards the end of November, December. Um, that's now its second season. It was. It's been my practice grounds. It's been where I have an idea randomly and I just quickly jump on to my Steam Deck or onto my computer to test it out uh, instead of shuffling through cards and go to locos. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's been, it's been the one thing I look forward to, like, just jumping into and playing. Uh, I mean, it's had its fair share of bugs here and there, but uh, it's gotten its support. There's a Patreon that um, helps keep it up and running and the community, you know, it absolutely loves it. Uh, and so for me, uh, the One Piece trading card game sim that, you is know what? the game of the year. The evolution of this podcast and how much trading card games and collectible card games have, have kind of taken over our lives and how deep the three yeah. of us are in this, that totally acceptable answer. I, I'm, I'm totally down with, with like with Like, like, like uh, honestly, like, <laughs> if if I was a big DBZ head, uh, there's a chance that Fusion World's, like, mobile app next year <laughs> would be in the top 10 <laughs> or this year actually um kev you want to go last or you want to go next uh, either w- w- whatever you want to do all right why don't you go ahead and talk about yours why don't you go ahead and talk about yours? okay so um this was more respectable really this is not on anyone else's list did you guys ever i do- I, I, I never fired I, it up this i am going okay. to play this okay. this weekend i'm going to start playing because i am finally wrapped up some other games i had ahead of it and this is the next one because i've owned it since launch I have had it. Okay. It's still wrapped. And <laughs> uh, but nuts. I am I am going to play. This is the next game. I can't I'm believe you paid full price. I, <laughs> I know. I, I know. And then it play it. It's yeah. totally worth it. From what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I paid Hogwarts, full price. Hogwarts Legacy. Um, let's take a second and abbreviate the greatness that is Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> it's just. It's. Uh, it's incredible from so for so many reasons you know you start with uh you start with the the amazing amazing world obviously mm-hmm. um which is so textured and has so many things in it so you say okay um you know everyone's down to step into the world of harry potter we're all like you know we're, we were on board before we knew what the game really was about um and then you have to exceed expectations like okay how are we going to do that you know uh we're going to give you a skill tree where you can go down the, you can go down the path. You can learn all the your favorite spells. Got a couple of new ones in there too. We're gonna give you the 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 uh, the band spells, the uh, the Cruciatus Curse. We're gonna let you do all the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Um, we're gonna give you all the things that you wish you could do if you jumped into the world for real. And you can choose if you want to go down that path or not. That part, you know, is like a headliner. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Now going into the story the story 
when I when I heard that it was going to be like a hundred years in the past, I was very confused. Um, but when you play through the game, you see why, because the threads of even the threads of the seven books, they reach far back in the past, mm-hmm. and these family lineages and the people who are affected by the things that happen in this in this game are just like it's you feel like you know something that people who just read the books don't you feel like you have a secret that you know some people don't have um that's awesome that's cool why why didn't you say this earlier in the year (laughs) i was i'm pretty sure he did i'm pretty sure he did well he didn't say it like that i but he he, yes he was singing his praises this is not uh, a surprise uh that this topped his list um, yeah, the animals in the in the forest, the animals <laughs> that you have to care for, awesome. Um, get get that phoenix. I don't know if this is Dumbledore's phoenix or not. I don't know if a phoenix ever truly dies because they always just rise from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of questions you have at the end of the story, but um, a great story, great gameplay, and you know, it's weird for me because my when I finished the game, you guys knew I was complaining. I want more. Like mm-hmm. it yes, sucks for right. me as a grinder to get to the end of a story. And now you got to put the game down, but it's just like, I found myself coming back to this game every couple of months, just booting it up and seeing like, all right, what can I do? Cause it's just so good. The combat it, as well. So okay. Good. I was about to ask about the combat. Like, did you find the combat satisfying? The combat yeah. was good because it was challenging that there is like a lower level setting to you can do. Now I have seen people struggle at the lowest level setting when all they had to do was hit RB. I don't I don't know what I could do for those people, but yeah. if you are somebody who likes to uh you know, likes a little bit of a challenge in your combat, it's not like the hardest thing you're ever going to do, but um you know, you have to fight different types of enemies who need different types of spells at the same time and uh you know, you'll be fighting what 10 enemies at a time they'll have different uh weaknesses and you'll have to switch back and forth in your spell book uh and really understand your combos and put them together well it's it's really nice and you know you your parry button is a skill more than anything else yeah it's just it's a really good uh combat situation i yeah just i i you know when you're talking about the difficulty like how some people are feeling on easy i think one of the things you gotta remember, like when this game came out, there were people that never played a video game that were buying PS5s and Xboxes yeah. Yeah. just to play this game, yeah. which is just like, and it, it had such a viral craze around it, uh, more than I ever expected. Uh, and I, I, I think it actually oh, sold. Oh, Potter, you yeah. gotta expect. Yeah, but, but, it's, it, but it's like, who expects like people right. to go out and buy buy a harry potter game like you know we've had harry potter games in the past but i think yeah. it, it's credit not like this uh, not, yeah right, exactly. exactly not like this it's like you see like every time i see a video of like the castle i'm like why haven't i played this game yet yeah, yeah. i still haven't uh, unlocked all the secrets of the castle there's one secret room which is so sick anyone who's played the game is going to know what i'm talking about you go down the staircase and you use revelio which is the spell to uh reveal, reveal stuff <laughs> And there's obviously there's this door that's obviously a a secret door and you walk in it and you're in this room and uh, you use Revelio and you see that many of the curtains are there's something secret about these curtains. I've tried every spell in the game. I've done everything I know how to do. I've tried to throw myself through them. 
nothing has worked. I, there's some secret in this room that I cannot figure out, and I will not Google it. I will just take it to the grave. Uh, have um, you have you tried Expecto Googleus? Expecto. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try that one. I'll get the uh, get the microphone out and just like yell into. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about Harry Potter earlier today because uh, I had this old age old question that runs through my mind when it comes to this franchise. Um, they celebrate Christmas in Harry Potter. Like Hogwarts has a Christmas break. They all celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Who was Jesus Christ in this wizarding world? Oh my gosh. <laughs> You, you, well, know, you know you know what I mean? <laughs> well, if there's some muggle parents of these kids and they send them to Hogwarts. And right. Want, yeah. They want them home. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the explanation. You got to respect everybody's traditions below. Mm, so, yeah. I, mean, so, uh, I didn't see no Ramadan break in those books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now for my uh, number one <laughs> game. My personal top game of the year i can't believe we avoided the hogwarts legacy controversy the actual like you know hubbub that was going on just to invent our own uh for this one uh but <laughs> anyway my top game of 2023 okay can i guess yes uh is it lies of p it is lies of he absolutely. I was about to ask why that wasn't on your list. I guess that's yes, why. Yes, <laughs> that is why. It is my number one. And I'm telling you, I went back and forth between this and Alan Wake 2. I said when I wasn't playing Alan Wake 2, I was thinking about Alan Wake 2. When I wasn't playing Lies of P, I was thinking about Lies of P. I still today think about Lies of P. My friend is playing. was playing through it recently. Taylor who has been on the show. We've talked to him uh, about him many times in the past. Uh, and I told him to stream. He's, he, he, I was like, stream from your console right now. I'll watch it at, you know, uh, with your terrible internet at 780p, 24 frames, you know, chugging, get motion sick, just so I can watch you experience this. And I I mentioned it earlier. I I love Souls Likes. I love Souls Likes. I think one time on this podcast, we had a, a topic where we talked about or somebody asked if we could get one developer to make any type of game what would it be? And I think my answer was I wanted a a Soulsborne game that dealt in a world where like the monsters were universal monsters or fairy tales, right? Um, something like that. And I recall this, this is this is that uh, you know it it takes a story that everybody knows and pits a spin on it in in the story of Pinocchio. And the one thing I didn't expect, I, I knew right away that I was going to vibe with the aesthetics of the game and the environments and just the and everything about it visually, the way it looks. Um, I anticipated that if it was well done, that I, that I was going to enjoy the combat and how fluid it was. And it was all of those things. I did not realize how deep into the lore I was going to get, how much I was going to care about these characters, care about this world, uh, how much I was going to despise some of the characters in this game and how truly awful and evil some of them were and it's another one of those things where it's not there are no cinematics throughout where it is telling the story right like most of the story is found with conversations with the npcs is in looking around the world is reading the descriptions when you when you find letters when you find collectibles in the world and stuff like that the entire 
conceit of the game where, you know, what is humanity? The mystery behind how did this world get in this state, right? And how are these puppets, how do they work? How do you as a player character, how is this even possible? Is your character actually like Pinocchio the puppet or is he a Pinocchio person? Uh, the game starts right away and you are a puppet and you are tasked with finding Geppetto. This is very early in the game, okay? Your father, Geppetto. Uh, the one thing is, is that there were these commandments when the puppets were made that they couldn't break. And one of those commandments was you, you shall not lie, right? However, you can lie. And so... Uh, you are you are given opportunities throughout the game where you make a decision whether to tell the truth or whether to lie. And oftentimes, the lying is the more humane option, right? Uh, it results in you sparing people's feelings or shielding them from, you know, a, a tragedy that that you don't want them to know about. Um, man, there was no part of this game where I was bored. There was no part of this game where I wasn't interested. There was no fight in this game where I felt like that's not true. There was one fight where I felt like this is cheap, but the game also gives you a way to get around it, right? I've played a, a ton of these games and, and these types of games. And in all those games, things like throwables were an afterthought, right? I never was chucking vials in any of these games and this game, oh boy, I was grinding not for experience points but to go hit up the merchant and buy as many uh acid canisters as i could to just launch it at these bosses uh being able to play with the having the mechanic where you can the weapons that you pick up all of them except for the craftable like boss weapons were had a, a handle and a blade and you could mix and match the handle with the blade and they, the weapon would scale based off of the handle and then you would get different abilities and different arts from uh, these mixing and matching. I. It's the first How time. How long did this one take? Uh, this was probably like forty hours. Damn. Although I will say that the last. Uh, hold on. I'll give you my total playtime. Yeah, my total playtime is forty-five hours. But the last boss. The last boss, uh, I got, I reached it and it was like 1 a.m. and I was already tired. And I was like, I, I'm at the end of the game. I'm just going to beat it. Uh, and I, I tried for like three hours. And I was like, I am not going to beat it. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then when I woke up, I beat it on like the first or second try afterwards. And so you can cut some of that time out of that. And then I have played back through this game uh, to the point. It's the first time in a long time where I have immediately started a new game plus. And I am at the point where I think uh, the DLC will open up, right? When the DLC releases, if it's going to be anywhere, people online are speculating that it will be from this area because there's something at this area that currently doesn't do anything. Um, oh, it's the, it's the Wonka DLC. Uh, I don't want to say any spoilers, <laughs> but uh, they introduce where this game is going to go next in a post credit scene. Uh, that is, that is awesome. I didn't know and, this and was getting DLC. My book. 
yes, yes, they have announced that it's getting DLC. I don't know if what they showed in the post credits is going to be part of the DLC or if it'll be a potential sequel. But this is the number one game that I don't think enough people are talking about, and it is my my so game of the year. So we're gonna find out where the Oompa Loompas came from. Exactly. <laughs> I, if, if you guys want to actually like nuts. know some spoilery stuff, we can talk about it at, right after this podcast, and I can tell you some I, of the things I loved about it. I think you would love this I, game. Blah. I know I would love this game. Watching this, I'm like, this looks so easy, but also scratching that itch that mm -hmm. I haven't had in a while. I just... I, I, I have created a room that to play video games in that I can't play video games in because it's so far away from the, everything else in the house. This is a nightmare. Like, I honestly feel like I need to wait three years before I can play video games like I used to again. <laughs> There's something about this game too, that like if you play this game and you beat this game, right? I highly, highly recommend going and doing a new game plus because there is this thing that it, Oh man, I don't want to spoil it. Is it like a secret ending yes, type do. thing? Yes, you do. You want to spoil it. You feel it's not, the spoiler. It's not it. a secret ending. It's just that like... Well, um, dialogue, Are you just, dialogue changes. Dialogue, oh, okay. Dialogue changes. Okay. And the new game plus. There is more dialogue, I should say. Um, and it's, it's it's so clever in how they do it and, and what how this game handles new game plus. Uh, where you really do keep everything. Um going forward uh from from your last playthrough i man i mean i played man. sekiro three times so yeah. uh two times uh, this shouldn't be that hard <laughs> no i and i don't even need you i need you to play like just one and a half times so you can experience what i'm talking about okay um it is it is so man. so good and then the ending is like the final couple bosses like chef's kiss man it's so 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 good um, I highly, highly recommend it to anybody who's up for a challenge, who who is into these games. Thirty-six uh, and a half hours. Oh, is that the average uh, yeah. time to beat? That's nothing, uh, bro. <laughs> uh, if, if, if I could audiobook a video game, yeah, that's nothing. But I, I played fifty hours of Tarkov today. Uh, well, no, if you do just the main, it's thirty and a half. Yeah. No, this is a main and sides type game. Yeah, that's how I feel. It, it, yeah, it really is. Oh, man. This game, I cannot wait for DLC. I cannot wait for uh, a sequel. The only thing I want from a sequel, honestly, is let me play this game co-op. Let me Ooh. let me take the... Let me do, you know... <laughs> it's Noopa Loopa. <laughs> from software games, uh, handle it and stuff like that. Let me have a friend come in. Uh, I don't need invasions. That's fine don't don't give me invasions um and uh yeah i this game is man i i loved this game and i am going to finish that second playthrough uh if i f get confirmation that the dlc is definitely like we get a date or if they're just like we're not doing dlc we're focusing on a second game then i'm just gonna finish the game like the, my second playthrough um nobody everybody that's and this is obviously anecdotally speaking all my friends who like Souls-like games, who I told to go play this, have come back and said, yeah, I don't understand why everybody's not raving about this game and talking about this game. I feel like still this on game, game is pass? getting slept off. Yes, still on Game Pass. Yes. Mm, I, I gotta play this before yep. it gets off Game Pass. Um, all right. And that wraps up our top 
five in the, our, our top five games of the year. Uh, that's the end of our podcast. We're gonna we need to wrap this up kind of quick. So uh, Bilal, why don't you let them know where they can follow you, follow the site, you guys? Honestly, I don't know where you can follow me because Twitter. I don't even tweet anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys can follow the website over at, at the Workprint uh, on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, and then, then read our articles on the website, theworkprint.com. Um, don't come on Saturday, though. Saturday, there's a server upgrade happening. So um, that's Saturday, January 12th. I, I don't know what day, 13th. Uh, yeah, but lately on the website, um, Josh Spear ended his tenure at WorkPrint um, just this past week. Uh, love him, miss him. Uh, but he just wrapped up the final season of Magnum PI uh, and went out with that. Uh, Other Rob is covering The Curse on uh, Showtime, uh, which is the new... It has Emma Stone and what's-his-face from... I always forget his name. Nathan Wildfielder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nathan Fielder. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I believe Mary's covering uh, Quantum Leap as well uh, for the site. And I think we're also covering the last season of La Brea uh, out over there. Uh, and I know you just had uh, a video that went up that I'm guessing I'll throw to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can follow me at SunnyVice20. Uh, obviously, like Bill said, follow the work parent across all social media. Uh, you will see that I put out a video for the universe's uh, challenger series. Uh, the two new decks that are coming, the Trigun Stampede and Cowboy Bebop decks. I did a little quick unboxing, showed off all the cards in physical form on the video, gave my impressions of the cards themselves, the art themselves. Uh, I am super, super excited. I actually, the reason we have to wrap this up quickly is because I am recording another video that's going to be actual gameplay uh, right after this. And that will be up on Friday, I believe. Oh, is Ryan waiting for you? He is waiting for me. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gotcha. And so um, I know that uh, somebody else has some content coming out about the Challenger series soon. Uh, Kev, where can people follow you and uh, what do they have to yeah, look out for? Uh, you can follow me at Shock2K5 on all socials. Mm -hmm. um, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, we'll be start, starting streaming again later this month. And uh, you can find my videos and articles on the universes. CCG TCG card game at uh, the at myherometa.com. Myherometa.com. I don't know why I said the. <laughs> yeah. Working for the work print too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, yeah. you guys can follow me on Goodreads. That's where you can follow me. I don't know what my account <laughs> name is, but just look up Bilal and you'll follow. Oh you'll find God. me on Goodreads. It's the guy that just has like Brandon Sanderson and then the Red Rising series. <laughs> <laughs> oh All right. Well, uh, everybody who was hanging out in the chat, thank you guys so much for coming through. It's always a lot of fun. I think I'm going to try and make a conscious effort to get you guys involved more. I did it a couple times this episode and, and try to do that more. Um, thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules and getting back and getting back to this. It's funny. Every time we, we take a long break like this and then we get back to it, I'm just like, oh yeah, I love this. I love doing this. Um, I, I, I love doing this. I just yeah. wish I was actually playing games. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I, I can't wait to talk about China next time. Yes. Yes. We have a lot to talk Ooh. about next, uh, next episode. Next one. Yeah. And so thank you guys so much. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye, -bye.